This episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast is brought to you by Fisher Skis. Hey, Maynard, who are you? Tell people a little bit about yourself, the whole bit. What are we doing? Uh, yeah, go from there. We are about to embark on the best and most amazing Adam Jaber booty boot camp fitness journey of all time, ever of all time. That's what we're about to do. Ever of all time. Uh, <laughs> I'm A. Maynard. I'm the creator of the ski system. I've been a, a personal trainer and coach for going on eight years here, and well, I guess that's relative. On September 1st, the ski system will be live. It's a strength and conditioning website designed just for skiers so that everyone based on their exercise selection, equipment availability, what they have access to, the frequency that they want to train can get on a ski specific program to help them prep for the season so that we can start to reduce all these crazy injuries that people are experiencing, especially with all the hype that people are going to have coming out of COVID and being stoked on skiing. Cool. Um, just let's touch on this a little bit. Like, why is it actually important for people to be fit? I mean, because like we all know a dude that's like super unfit and still rips a turn every once in a while, like his body's used to making those motions. I'm sure the argument is that that guy could even be skiing a lot better. Tell me a little bit about why it's important for people to give a shit about their overall fitness and also their ski fitness. Well, the reasons to care about your overall fitness are endless, just in terms of longevity, you know, risk reduction pertaining to like cardiovascular risk, heart disease, all any kind of biomarker that you can check on whether or not someone's healthy and going to live a long time. The benefits from exercise are ample, but for skiers specifically, and I think this kind of talks to your exact point of like, yeah, dude, we all do. We know the guy that's, you know, or girl that's not in shape, but they rip. Why should that person care more about their fitness, more about being in shape and prepping their body for the season? And the reality is that if you expect to ski yourself into shape, that you're just going to go on, on the mountain the first day that you're there and start skiing and get back into the shape that you were last year, you're carrying a mental expectation that's tied to the previous year, but your body is not in the same condition that it was the previous season. So you are at the greatest risk for injury, especially early on in the season. Okay. So the reason that people should kind of get after a training program is to really prep their joints, their tendons, their ligaments, their muscles, and their body so that in the event that something goes south, some idiot cuts you off, runs over your skis. You got to make a quick decision, get out of the way. A branch presents itself. You uncover a rock, yada, yada. So that when those things happen, that's not the last thing that you do that season. Mm. And that's important, whether you're a super in shape, world-class skier, super out of shape, haven't even been on the mountain yet. It doesn't matter what your fitness level is. We can all benefit from priming our body for the season. For sure. And I reached out to you for that reason, because like I'm and we saw this in the assessment, like I'm so fucked up on one half of my, my left side is way worse than my right side. And because of that, I've been favoring my right on everything, including turns like every turn I make, I'm favoring one side. And I feel like I can't make a snap decision if I'm turning left 
or hooking even like it's it just doesn't my body's not doing it the same way i tore my acl it's been three years maybe about that now and it still feels wrong like everything my i never did the proper pt i never did i basically was like i can just ride my bike and go ski touring enough to make this even out you know i was like eh, this will be fine right i didn't actually do i did the pt whatever they prescribed but whatever they prescribe a lot of times is like the bare minimum to make sure that you have functionality of your leg. And I kind of found this out the hard way because none of the stuff in PT was hard. They were like, right. just like do whatever you can do. Don't push. That's, I can't tell you enough how, like how many times I heard don't push yourself. And I'm like, okay, but I want to push myself a little harder. Like I want to get back to where I was. And it's been three years. And finally I was just like, all right, Abe, fucking let's get me back to where I was then. And it's not like, I just want to be comfortable. I want to feel strong. And if I get to the point where it's like, you are now three years ago skiing strength, I will be psyched. But I think our goal is to even go a little further than that and like feel as good as I can feel. Cause I've never been on a program like this before. Yeah. I, I feel like one of my main goals with this is to do away with this stigma that the only people that train to ski are athletes. And that's, pretty much our exposure as ski enthusiasts. You look to Instagram and you see Lindsey Vaughn and Michaela Schifrin and Breezy and all these world-class skiers just absolutely crushing it. And it, it's so amazing to see them perform this stuff in the off season. But there's also this degree that it looks unattainable in some aspects, mm -hmm. or you end up with the question, okay, I'm not going to train for the Olympics. So why should I really do this? I don't need to do what they're doing. Right. True. But what we do need to do is some frequency of training to at least give ourselves the best opportunity to have a good long season and enjoy ourselves. And I think that's somewhere where you and I align on this idea is yeah, like you admit it yourself. You're like, I, you know, I haven't been training. I it's no. been years since my injury. It's not, it's not my top priority, right? I want a mountain bike. I want to be outside. I want to do stuff. But at the same time, you're recognizing that, it would be incredible if you could ski the same way as you did pre-injury, right? Totally. And Dude, I, the way to come back from that is through training. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I am a 100% binge trainer. Like I do not, people are binge drinkers, binge eaters, whatever. I like, I do hard activities, not often enough, right? Like I did that 60 mile fucking gravel ride with 7k vert yesterday like and hadn't ridden in like two weeks you know it's like i i do this kind of thing all the time where it's like i'm signing up for a 50k i've run 12 miles this year total combined Great idea. <laughs> and i'm signing up for a 50k in a couple months you know so we're kind of working around me being an idiot for this program too and we're also like trying to not hurt me i guess is the other thing too and that's going to be really important because i am so like erratic in my workouts the my one of my main goals for this is to have some consistency going into the season right it's like yeah i want to feel stronger i joked and i was like i want a six pack back and it's like do i care that much about that no like what i care about is being able to work a, something into my life and maybe it's a ski system that actually works for me on a day-to-day -day basis that i can hold to and kind of make a lifestyle change in that respect as opposed to just doing like the quick big booty workout and like right. feel feel strong for a week look good for whatever and then as soon as i don't feel like doing it anymore I move on with it i'm looking for something that i can kind of carry with me for a while you know yeah and that's i think where the ski well i don't think i know this is where the ski system fits in is it provides it answers the what which is a question a lot of people have yeah i want to train but what do i do what do i actually do when i go to the gym 
do I just kind of go, oh shit. And I am on a treadmill for 20 minutes and I'm like, oh, I'll do weights later when I figure it out. Ski system solves this. It gives you what to do, how frequently to do it, when to do it. And it's all based on what you have. So if you are someone who all you have are six different dumbbells that you've picked up over the years, great. It will help you select a program for that. You have kettlebells, great. It'll help you select a program for that. Or if you're someone who has gym access in your town and you're motivated to go to the gym, there's a plethora of programs that can give you guidance there too. But you hit on the most important thing and that's consistency because consistency trumps everything else. You can have the best program in the world and you don't do it frequently enough, you will not see progress. You won't see change. So I've tried to make the ski system as interactive as possible so that people, not only are they on, on a structured program with guidance, but you can interact with the program and share it and essentially become part of the community of other people like yourself that are also training for the ski season. So fingers crossed that that's something that's fun and motivating for people. Yeah. And for me, like, I feel like I'm turning into a fitness influencer now. And I'm like the, probably one of the least fit people on my old profile. Like it's You're crazy. Like, like fit tea. Yeah, dude, I'm going to do a fit tea <laughs> detox in a minute. And like, it's, you know, it's funny. I, I've always joked and I'm like, what do I need to be jacked to go? Sk-? I've actually felt like, cause I'm like, a pretty, juice. yeah, I feel like I'm a pretty big person. I know I'm a big person comparatively to other people who are like good ski tours, good skiers, good cyclists. Like, I am, I'm built like a cinder block, like stock, like I'm wide shoulders, big frame, I'm six foot ish, 215 pounds. That's not necessarily endurance athlete build, but I feel like I do, I do a shit ton of endurance type activities and I kind of just force myself through it. So I kind of want to go through the goals that I set for this, like the things that I'm looking for. Like I said, one of them was that I joked, I want a six pack back. That's just going to happen. I think with diet and, uh, just like consistency, that's the least important thing. So I'm going to get that out of the way now. I just think, honestly, I think it's funny when people are ripped to shit and they're like skiers (laughs) or cyclists. I really like you are hilarious to me. Derek is hilarious to me because you guys are fucking specimens and you're like, yeah, let's hang out and go ski. Like the attitude of skiing is so not disciplined, super athlete type person. It is like, go ski for four hours, have five beers, move on. But like, it makes you a better skier without a doubt. So I just, I want to say that because I think that part is funny because it is like, I'd be lying to you if I told you it wasn't a goal of mine to get fit enough again to have. And it's total vanity for me. Does it matter to me? Not really. And for somebody else, like if you don't have a six pack and that is not for you and like, I don't think I'm better because I do. I just want to get to a point where I'm like, fuck, I feel strong and I feel good. And if that means like I feel strong and I don't have a six pack, cool. But it's like, that's, that's what's important for me, I guess, is the actual function. So I'm saying the joke cause I'm going to put it out on social and stuff like what my three main goals are. Um, but I want, I want to get that one out of the way because people are so sensitive about the way, like the aesthetic of whatever it is that you're doing. I'm not just doing it for the aesthetic. I'm doing it because I want to do it. If you don't feel like that's a goal of yours, cool. I'm not judging your goal and no one else should ever be judging anybody else's goals. My goals are like, I want to get back to a point where I feel strong and confident about these things. So, um, what else did I say? What else did I put for my other goals? Let's see here. Long days was my, I'm pulling it up here. 
Yeah. Long days ski touring, long days cycling. Like we're talking about ski systems, so we'll call it ski touring or ski days. I want to be able to spend six, seven, eight plus hours on the hill, not just skiing lifts, but touring and not feel like I'm going to just blow out every muscle, every tendon in my body because I can do that now. No, like, and it's not a huge problem, but I feel yeah. like everything's so tight. And if I make one wrong move, like by the time I get to the top of the hill, I'm like, my joints all feel like they're going to explode. And I think it's just yeah. because they don't have that, like, I don't have that muscle right now to keep me going all day. So that's one of my goals is to feel strong in that kind of situation. And that for me is honestly the most important one. Yeah. I, you know, you, you hit on something that I think is one thing that like led me to want to create the ski system was growing up in Steamboat Springs since I was nine, mogul skier, competed for 12 years, did like the Noram circuit, nationals, the whole shebang, junior Olympics. And through this entire process, I've just been exposed to a lot of skiers of all types, tourists, gapers, racers, freestylers, ski jumpers, snowboards, just everyone in the industry. And you're kind of right. Like it, unless you're an athlete, fitness and, and training don't really coincide with like getting prepared or maintaining your strength for the season. But then I asked myself, how many people do I know that have blown their ACL, torn their mm. ACL, right? How many people do you know with a back injury related to skiing or snowboarding? How many people do you know ended their season with one day out on the slopes where something went wrong? How many people had a collision with someone else and they were sidelined for the rest of the season? We cannot prevent injury from happening, but we can reduce the hell out of the likeliness that it's going to happen. And I think that that is something that applies to all skiers. And it goes back to this goal that you have of improving strength. Like you want to improve your strength and your endurance so that you can feel better and more confident on your feet when you're on the slopes. You can withstand a slam in the event that that happens, which if you've ever skied ever, you've slammed or you're going to. And if you haven't, you're going to this year. Yeah. So you want to be slam proof. Uh, and this is something that is not unique to athletes. This is important for general population. Every single person that bought a ski pass, they should offer you a training program with your ski pass to get ready for it. Mm. I mean, you're like, you're going out on the racetrack every single day and some people just don't know how to drive. It's really important that we do these kind of Isn't that preparations, you know, for the season. That's really weird. That's a very good analogy. I think it's like that. Yeah. You're just like, go down the hill, see what happens. And like, you're just kind Literally. of putting everybody. And I mean, to be fair, I think if you're just driving on 91, like on the highway, like I do, I kind of feel like that's a more realistic, uh, like people are pretty bad at driving. Like there, there's all scopes where it's like the person who's going 20 in the 65 and the person that's going 120 in the 65. So I feel like that's a little more, but yeah, totally dude. Like you're, you could just go there, you get a pass. And I think that's awesome, right? That's part of the thing that's beautiful about skiing. But at the same time, people don't even know that they need fitness to go skiing, right? They look at it, so many people look at it like sledding. And it's not sledding. There's edge control. There's like tons of dynamic movements. There's immediate reactions that need to happen. Like it is, I realize that it's important. I can tell you when I eat shit, when I'm feeling out of shape, it is totally different than when I'm fit and I hit a tr like I feel like a brick wall sometimes. Like if I'm fit and I feel strong, and on years when I'm out of shape, 
when I crash, I am done for days and days and days. Like oh, it is yeah. like it's over. So it just comes down to like, I mean, resiliency. If you train frequently, your body will become more resilient. It will recover at a faster rate. There's a lot of changes that happen at a cellular level, on a muscular level, skeletal level. Your bone lays down more layers when you strength train to support against resistance. This has been studied endlessly. So there's a bunch of nerdy benefits too. And on the science side of strength training, right, that we know are happening on a physiological level. So all those things will benefit you in the event of a crash, in the event that you need to change direction, come to an abrupt stop, avoid an object, yada, yada, yada. Like all these things get better if you train. And it doesn't mean that you have to go squat 500 pounds and join some crazy gym with dudes throwing weights around and slamming things on the ground. It can be a minimal two times a week training program that you're doing in your garage and you just find consistency and you prep your body more efficiently than you have in the past. And then you have a more fun season. Okay. Um, so real quick, the, the third goal, which again is like, it's important to me because I said I was going to do it and I want to do it, but I think it's actually a hindrance for this program. And you seem to agree with me is, (laughs) is running that 50 K. So part of the reason that we chose to go for two days as in the beginning is so that I don't completely blow up. Um, like we're kind of trying to ramp up a little bit and see what happens. Um, and I agree with that. I think it's intelligent because like, if you gave me four days, I would do four days. Like I would not tell you it's too many days. If we start with two days, you are eliminating my ego from that option. Um, and I think that's really important because I'm telling you this now and I'm aware of it, but in the moment, like, like I said, I did that ride yesterday and it's like, I took it on two weeks notice. Uh, people train for a fucking year for that shit. And like, I have no... I'm willing to do shit just to do shit. Like if somebody's like, there's an event, I'm going to do the event, even if it's supposed to be really hard. So I appreciate you just giving me the two days and I appreciate you working around me wanting to run a 50 K just because someone said I couldn't run a 50 (laughs) K. I think that that's a really important part to hit on because I'm sure there's a lot of people asking themselves, how am I going to fit training into a ski season? That doesn't make any sense. I want to ski as many days as I can, Mm -hmm. which is totally understandable. But I'd like to try to shape, reshape rather the viewpoint on this. And your 50K run is an extreme example. Most people are not going to run a 50K in the next eight months. Most people are not going to ski five days a week this next year. Many people are going to ski two to three days a week or even less than that in the event that they're going on ski vacations. So how frequently you train and the volume or intensity of that training should be varied based on what you're expecting to go do. So in your case, running a 50K is a serious demand on the body. We could very stupidly ask you to train strength five days a week, and there's the off chance that you do both and you're totally fine. But it's in much better interest to err on the side of caution, get you going on two days a week so that you can maximize movements across multiple planes of motion, strengthen your body head to toe, all the joints, all ligaments, all planes of action, and then still do the 50K. So people can think about their season like this too. If you're going to ski all season long, it makes sense to train with your ski season. You just got to reduce the frequency at which you train. So always accommodate the most demanding thing that you're going to be doing. And for a lot of your listeners, I'm sure that that will be their ski season. That's their highest volume activity. 
So as they get out of the preseason and into the bulk of the season, their strength training can transition from something that's more high frequency to a quite a bit lower frequency to at least maintain all the improvements that they made in the off season. But this is something that we're going to have to, we're going to hypermanagement between now and the time that you go on your run through weekly feedback, just to make sure that your body does feel as strong as your brain does. Because like you said, if I said seven days a week and a 50K tomorrow, you'd probably do both. 100%. If the 50K was tomorrow, <laughs> I'd run the 50K tomorrow. I was telling somebody this right. yesterday, and they're like, you're a fucking moron. And I'm like, I know. That's the point. It's like I have, like, whatever it's called, I have lizard brain where it's like you just do, like, I just see a shiny object, dude, and I'm like, the shiny object is where I need to be right now. And if the shiny object is yep. running a 50K, I will go and try. I'll walk that bitch until I finish it. You know, I really don't care. So... That's just like my personality type. So I think it's important that we acknowledge that as an issue in this training program um, before anybody yep. uh, anybody gives us too much shit. So let's talk about some of the exercises that you picked. Um, and then yes. we'll, uh, we'll kind of go through that. And like you can kind of explain to me. I have a few questions about like why certain ones are important. Some of them are pretty obvious. Like we have straight leg raises and... Uh, band walks. I feel like people are probably familiar with some of that stuff. Um, but things I have questions about are, first of all, everything on this ski system program that you gave me has a video that coincides with it. It's very detailed. It has a warm-up, a prime mover, accessory group A, accessory group B, reps, sets, notes, equipment needed. I mean, it is like as detailed as you can get. Um, what my question is, is what is a prime mover? Why should people care about that? People know warm up and I feel like you've, at least to me, you've been like, don't skip the warm up. Always do the warm up. <laughs> I will always do the warm up. You've made that clear. Um, but why, what is a prime mover? What does that mean? And why is it an elevated heel goblet squat? So prime movers are going to be like your main compound list. So they're going to involve mostly all the joints in the body, they're going to involve big muscle groups and they're going to be a high physical and neurological demand, meaning that your nervous system is going to have to be able to produce all the reps within the set and your brain is going to have to be able to focus on the complexity of the issue. So in this first one, elevated heel goblet squat, we know that this is going to be your heaviest weight performed in the day and it's also going to be your most reps performed in the day. So we want this to be isolated in its own section so that you can just focus on doing this one movement, taking into account any cues that you and I have talked about, whether that's watching for the knees caving in, which is called valgus, trying to get your glutes more engaged from the drive up on the bottom or from how to secure the dumbbell in this case in the right position. So these are going to have their own rest and their own sets all by themselves. Um, if this were a more complex program involving like barbells, or if you had full gym access, you'd probably see more of your front squats in here, your back squats, high bar, back squats, low bar, back squats, and deadlifts and deadlift variations. Because again, they're high neurological demand and you need to be very focused when you're doing them. Um, the, the reason I break this up from like a you know, prime mover and then moving into accessory groups is so that in the accessory groups, these are going to be one, slightly smaller muscles, but you're also going to start to incorporate different directions that you move in. So maybe instead of just moving in the frontal plane, you're also moving in the transverse plane. Instead of going forward, you're also going sideways. So 
this replicates skiing a little bit more in that skiing is a multi-directional sport, but you link multiple exercises together in this case, because one of your goals is to build endurance. So your muscles need to be able to perform multiple contractions over and over and over again without fatigue or breakdown of the system. So if you think about like a ski turn, for example, you need a lot of elements in a ski turn to be able to perform the turn over and over without fatigue, without breakdown of your edge control, without loss of balance, et cetera. So in this first set, in the accessory group, we're doing an overhead press from a half kneeling position. So this is a high core stability demand and overhead press. You have a row in the opposite so that you stay balanced and you're pushing and you're pulling. And then we move into a core exercise so that your upper body can rest while your core muscles tax, similar to the way that your core constantly works throughout a ski turn as your other extremities move. So without getting too much into the weeds here, that's a little bit about the structure. Part of our specific exercise selection here, the heel elevated goblet squat was selected due to limitations in ankle mobility. So we elevate your heels, it eliminates the limitation. Now you can operate in a full range of motion at the hips. And then with the elevated kettlebell deadlift, this gives you an option to get your hips into the right position, the right engagement in your lats and behind your shoulders. And then over the weeks, work your way down to the ground. And then from there, increase the weight and start to work back up. Your biggest limitation in this was equipment availability. So the reason that these specific exercises were selected in your program was largely due to lack of total equipment. So we wanted to be effective with what you did have without having to make you leave your house or go somewhere else or get a gym membership, et cetera. Mm. We wanted it to be something that you could just jump in the room, get it done, perform everything within an hour and then keep moving. So these two exercises, they're not my first pick, but they're our first pick given what our parameters are. So that's another thing that we can mention, I guess, is like, <clears throat> I like the idea. I do have a gym membership. I know I didn't mention this to you, but like, I do have a gym membership. I have access to a gym. It's 20 minutes away. I don't really want to go there all the time. This is amazing for me because I can just fucking do it wherever I can put it in. And for people that are super busy, I feel pretty confident in saying we are either equally as busy or I am busier than you. So like, this is really nice for me. Thanks. And I'm like, I'm not even like, it's not a brag. I wish somebody would come and take some of the shit off my plate. I, I really think that this works and will work for me because I'm able to just go in a room in my house with like, I don't have a lot of stuff. I have like, I do have a squat rack, which I'm super lucky for, but I hardly use it. Mo mainly what we're going to be using is just a couple kettlebells and some dumbbells yeah. and that's really it. Like, and then body weight, like, and, but what does this drive? What's the underlying factor there? The biggest thing. What? Well, what is that? Like this selection of exercise, the equipment we choose, the location, what does this drive for you? Like, what does it allow you to do? It's doable. I can do all of it. Like I can do, it's all totally accessible to me. Like it doesn't cost me anything more. It doesn't make me go anywhere. Like it is right there. There's no excuses for me to not be able to do this. I think that is consistency, my friend. That's amazing. That's that is the biggest thing. And that's the ski system has you input what you have available so that we help you make the best choice on what you should do. Because if you don't have a gym membership, you should not be doing a program that involves all the stuff that's at the gym. You'll never do it. Totally. If you have kettlebells only, 
then your programs need to be kettlebell specific and they can't include pulleys and bands and barbells and things that you don't have. So that's a big part of the ski system program funnel that helps you arrive at the program the same way that I took all the input and we chatted about what's the best situation for you. It will do that for people so that you don't end up in a situation where someone's like, all right, dude, sick. Here's your super complicated program with a bunch of stuff you don't have. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. So that's another question, I guess, for people listening. Like when you create a program for someone, are you creating it specifically for them? You're, you're creating a program person to person. You're not just giving them the ski system isn't necessarily a blanket program, right? That's a really good question. And it's somewhere in the middle. So the ski system has 55 plus individual programs that I've designed for skiers specifically. Okay. And these range in equipment, frequency, difficulty, skill level as a lifter and as a skier, as well as how many days in the season you plan on skiing. So do you ski, you know, more than three days, for example, a week, less than three days, et cetera. All of this input information will help spit out a specific program for you. Now, they're from a library that I've built, but they're tailored to the individual based on these factors. In the event that someone is looking for something more specific, let's say they have a labrum tear or they're rehabbing from a knee injury or something like that, I do offer a service on there that is one-on-one -on -one coaching with me specifically where they would then go through similarly what you and I did, a virtual assessment, mm. a questionnaire review. We'd actually take a, you know, tabs on their posture, see how they move through different planes of motion, take into account their equipment availability. And then I would design a specific person specific program for them mm. that would then be housed through the site. So they would still go through their membership portal, but then their program was actually built specifically to them. Yeah, I think and I think both options have a lot of merit. Like for me, I originally thought you were just going to give me whatever you had and just be like, here you go. This is what you got. And I'd be like, OK, like uh, I have some questions, but like, I don't know what I'm going to do this. It, right. Talking to you, especially given the injury history, like I have limitations in my shoulder and my knee and all this shit. And like I said, I'm, you know, a glorified sociopath for a lot of like in a lot of different ways. So like it's really important for me to kind of talk to you about that, too. And yeah. like I told you before, my diet is not the best. My overall uh, health activities, we'll call them, are not the best uh, in a lot of ways. So, like, we kind of had to chat about that. And, like, being honest with you was really was really helpful for me. So if people do want to go that route, I think there is merit to it if you have things that you really need to discuss ahead of time, right? Because then it kind of takes it yeah. to the next level, I think. And the, the big part there was because I – so – I run a personal training business, a private business myself, separate from this. So I felt like I didn't want people to be left out in the cold if they if they felt like they needed more specific coaching to them as an individual. So that option's there. I will say the only caveat is that it will be limited in access. So in the event that there's space in my like my schedule, I can take people on. If there's no space, then it will just house a wait list where People are able to sign up, input their information, their injury history, everything like that. And then as space opens up, I can take them on one by one. But yeah, I think that they both serve a very important purpose. I think there's a lot of people out there that they're confident in their abilities. They've exercised before or they have the equipment. They kind of know what to do or they don't like the idea of having a coach. And so there's, you know, 55 plus program on there, over 360 exercise videos 
that demonstrate how things are done. Um, you kind of got the bare bones because the site's not live until Wednesday. So there's YouTube links in yours, but these are actually ski system branded and shot videos that'll go in there. Um, or there's that other option if people feel like they need the one-on-one. So and it's good, dude. Like it's good that you're busy. Everybody. Like nobody would want to be like an Abe Maynard prodigy if like you're <laughs> fucking not having any business. Like you're busy. You got shit going on. That's important to note. Like you are good at what you do. That is why the ski system exists. It's not like you were just a bum that was like, I think people need to have a lot of big muscles <laughs> to go skiing. You know, like I think that part is uh, is huge and uh, it's it's worth mentioning. I'm going to, if I wish. I mean, I that's what it's all about. Shoes. It's all about just everyone needs big muscles if they want to have fun, right? That, yeah. No one's going to have a good time <laughs> if they don't have obscenely big muscles on this on the slopes because then you can't ski i can't so. wait to look like fucking larry the lifeguard um skiing down the hill it's gonna be so sick um all right so sick. what else what else do we got what else should we mention um there's i mean what does it matter what order i go in for these things like should i be hitting it yes it, it matters to go okay from yes. top to bottom okay that's what it my... matters for you and it will matter for people on the site, but that's, it will, it's very clear. Like if someone were on the site and they're going through a program, you know, you will know by looking at it, what you should do first and what you should do next. Okay. But there, there are reasons because I mean, to get, not to get off track, but in a training program, you do want to try to work your biggest muscles first in in specific movements and then as you get away from them it's okay to tailor down to the smaller ones just from a fatigue and energy expenditure standpoint so big compound big muscle lifts take the most energy you're going to typically do those at the beginning of your session once you're warmed up it would be a big ask to get through an hour of training and then go and do four sets of heavy deadlifts yeah. It just wouldn't, your nervous system wouldn't agree with it and neither would your muscle system. So the structure is important, but that is why it's structured and it's, it will be, it's very written out. So people will, I don't think there will be much confusion as to how to navigate through the program itself. Cool. Um, and this will officially launch this episode's probably going to come out Thursday or Friday, something like that. This, this okay, so we'll be live. You'll be live already. So people will be able to just like go on, sign up for the ski system and kind of get this program. I mean, the idea with this whole thing was I want people to kind of be able to follow along um, with the training that we're doing here. Cause like, I don't want, like, I want to do this for real. And I think I told you the first time we did the podcast, like, I think what you're doing is really important because it's not talked about enough that people should actually give a shit about their fitness going skiing. Like, I can't tell you how many bros I know that just go out there and fucking huck themselves. Same thing with ladies too. It's like, you're sending it super hard. You need a foundation. It's really important. I mean, you got Isabel Hansen on your program as well too. Like she must be killing it with this thing. Like it's, it seems like she is. She's She's always in the gym. It's so dope. It's so dope. She's like, we actually just, I just finished her program construction for her third training phase. So she's moving into like a pretty plyometric heavy, jump training and agility training program right now because she's on the third phase of we did through may june july and august two different strength phases and now uh, she starts on i think she's actually going to start her program today which will take her right up to the start of the ski season so um it's been such a pleasure working with her like she's such a badass she's super dedicated she she's got really good questions 
She applies herself really well to the programs and her consistency has been insane, barring like some travel here and there with family. But um, I'm really excited to watch her compete this year. I think I mean, she's going to crush it. She will definitely be skiing in a body that she's not used to having because she's been so consistent through these months. So it's going to be awesome. Can I ask you a little bit and then I'll stop asking nerdy questions. And I'm sure like people that are listening no, to this podcast do. are like already either super committed to the nerding outside or they're like, right. it, they're moved on from this, I guess. But right, right. is it a worry to be like too muscle bound in a way? Like how important is mobility for, I obviously know it's important, but what, is there a focus on that in the ski system? Because everybody knows the feeling of like lifting and then going to shoot a basketball, right? And like throwing the thing through yeah, a fucking it's, wall. It's like the typical thing that people do. What, why is that important? Is it built into the system stretching? Like what, what are we doing for that part of it? Right. Because you want to be able to feel like you're free and especially like I'd be concerned about it as a, as an athlete, especially of like Isabel's level, like she's a fucking monster. She's so, so shredded all the time and she's a fucking amazing skier. So is that a worry? Like when you said like, she's going to be skiing in a body that she's not necessarily used to having that, that kind of like makes me think like, okay, is that, is that a good thing? And you tell me, like, I mean, you're a fucking muscle bound monster guy. Like what's up? (laughs) I guess I could have, uh, I could have put some parameters on that. Uh, by a body different than she used to be in the sense that it will be more stable, more capable of changing direction, decelerating, accelerating and moving in a way that she's not used to because it hadn't been trained to do that. Okay. So I think it, to your question about like mobility and flexibility of the utmost importance period. I mean, most injuries happen because you take a joint into a range that it doesn't have mm-hmm. or that it's not strong in. So easy example, your elbow joint, let's say that I guess people won't be able to see this, but if everyone flexes their arm and then now they extend their hand away, right? Like a bicep curl. So let's say that your elbow joint, your range is only 30 degrees. So it can go here comfortably I could give you a 10 pound weight and you could hold it anywhere in this range. And now let's say that while you're skiing, your arm catches the tree and it goes like this and it goes all the way out to flat. Right. So it takes you past your 30 degrees of capable range into 180 degrees. What do you think happens? That shit blows up. Yeah. I snap your elbow. (laughs) So if you had trained this joint, your elbow joint in joint, to be strong through the entire range of motion, then when it ended up at the end of that, it would be stable. So we want people to prioritize their mobility and flexibility. Absolutely. Every single program starts with a warm-up that's geared towards this. It's ski specific, a lot of focus on the hips, knees, ankles. Of course, you have to have mobilization of your upper body if you're going to be doing upper body pushing and pulling. So the programs that incorporate those will also tailor to this. But I think the misconception is that if everyone out there starts training, they're all going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) trying to ski, and then they're going to have a bad time because he's immobile, right? Yeah. Impossible. Everyone could train five days a week for the next year, and they they won't even come close to looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) So, like, it's a high demand to get the body to that place. And it's a very specific type of training that would not lend itself very well to skiing. Right. So you can be strong. You can be functional across multiple planes of motion. 
and you can be flexible all at the same time. And if any of those three pillars are lacking, it's in your best interest to try and reinforce them. If that means, like myself, I tend to get tight pretty quickly. So with my training, I'm only training two days a week, strength training. Been doing that for going on six months. But I stretch every single night because when I don't, I start to get tight in the way that you just described. And then it makes all the things in my life that I like to do suck a lot. And at the end of the day, training is a modality that gets me to enjoy other aspects of life, the living part of it. Hmm. I don't, I don't train because I'm obsessed with training. I train because I love being able to go surf, to hike, to mountain bike, to ski, whenever the hell I want, wherever I want to do it. And so prioritizing my mobility and flexibility is like my gold standard because without it, the training starts to ruin the ability to do those other things. So it is a mandatory. That's why I'm such a freak about your warm up because I stay warm up, but it's not like jumping jacks and crisscross. Yeah. It's movement specific mobilization and activation to then get into the session where you're going to do the bulk of your work. So for those people that are still listening at this point, not to break <laughs> the fourth wall, but do your warm ups, prioritize that time, get your heart rate elevated, get blood moving through your body work your fascial tissue to prepare for movement and then load it and then start moving and strengthening those end ranges that you have in your range of motion. And you will be so stoked and you'll be skiing way faster, stronger, bigger, sharper than all the people that stop listening halfway through the episode. That's yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Talk about a plug right there. Um, Yeah. That's yeah, dude, that's amazing. And honestly, like I'm this to me, the reason I reached out is because this is so interesting to me. This part of it, I love like learning more about the fitness. Like it, you said Arnold Schwarzenegger in a year, if I could be that in a year, I totally would be like, and just throw some maybe mild stretching in there. Like that is of interest to me, but like some people maybe not. So like, I guess it's all person specific. And I think that's really important. When I, when I knew that there was a place I knew, I knew in my heart that there was a place in the industry for this. Yeah. I started to believe that more as I developed it. But the thing that really hit home for me, the thing that connected all the dots when I was like, oh, this is going to work, is when Adam Jaber of the Out of Balance podcast <laughs> messaged me that he wanted to do a strength and conditioning program. And I knew that something was clicking. I Dude. was like, okay, I should keep moving on this because I'm a, that's Dude, it's insane. sick. It's amazing. And I'm so psyched to start it. And we'll update people in a few weeks um, on how this is going. This will be a three-part series or something like that. And we'll uh, we'll chat with people a little more. We'll take some questions. We'll see We'll see what people want to know. We'll see if people actually give a shit. And uh, we'll go from there, basically. Um, all right. We should wrap this thing up because it's been 45 minutes. Um, we don't want to lose everybody, even the committed people. So where can people find the ski system now that it's launching this upcoming Wednesday? So like it'll be this past Wednesday by the time people hear this. So confusing doing plugs on podcasts. Um, where can people find the ski system? Where can people find you? What's, what is the benefit to signing up? Give me the, give me the pitch for that part of it. Yep. So website is www.getskisystem.com. Um, you can go there, create a member profile, and subscription and then have access to all the programs. You can find me on Instagram at the ski system or on Twitter, which I just started using last week. Super cool. Also at the ski system. Um, my personal account, Abe Maynard, if you have 
coaching questions that are not pertaining to skiing, you can always reach out to me there. Yeah, if you want to see um, you strangle some motherfuckers, that's uh, that's the place to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there you go. The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> I cannot. I think anymore. that's dope, dude. Yeah. I think there's so many people who do that shit, like that are in skiing, but they don't talk about it enough. So I think that's dope. It's funny, a bunch of a bunch of ninjas just skiing around. Yeah, they're not telling anybody, and they're like low key jumping out of a tree and fucking strangling (laughs) the shit out of you. But yeah, uh, getskisystem.com. Go check out the promo video. Check out the website. Um, Yeah, man, I I can't wait to. Well, I can't wait because it's already launched. This whole matrix of being in the podcast and not knowing what day we're talking about. I know. We're in the future, but the past, it's crazy. I know. It's like, is the cat in the box or not in the box? Like, what's yeah. going on here? So, <laughs> um, this will be awesome. Doing doing these little, the check-ins. Um, hopefully, we get some more, you know, audience feedback and questions. We'd love yeah. to answer them on this. I think it would be fun the more, you know, interactive this is for listeners. Yeah. Um, I got some, but it was mostly like, why are you trying to get jacked, bro? Just go ski. And I was like, this is exactly the fucking point. This is why we're talking about this thing right now. So, um, exactly. Amazing. All right. Go follow the ski system. Um, follow Abe Mannard if you care. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched to do this, man. Awesome. Thank you, Adam. 